everyone and welcome back to the Biz Goddess Podcast. I am your host Shanice Jones and we are back today with episode number four and today I actually have a special guest. Um, I needed someone to come on here to like who knows the Brooklyn Nets, someone who knows basketball, someone who can kind of help me with this dialogue and kind of get this conversation going. So I brought on Afia. Um, I actually met Afia through we both have a mutual friend. And yeah. she and she is a Nets fan. She's been a Nets, a Nets fan way before 2021. So I thought she was the perfect person to come on here and um let's get this discussion going. So thank you yes. for joining us today. Yes, thank you for having me. You know, we've been trying to get this together for a while. So I'm glad to be yes. here. So the first thing I want to know is what what why the Nets? Why has that always been your team? I'm pretty sure they were your team when they was like the New Jersey Nets, right? Yes, yes, yes. So I'm originally from New Jersey. Um, so before I moved to Texas, I was I lived in New Jersey. Um, I used to be a Knicks fan back in the day, but the Knicks suck. But they are. We'll talk about them later. But they good now. <laughs> but um, yeah, just always been a Nets fan. Um, my favorite player was Vince Carter. He played on the Nets. Um, and we were actually good back in the day, 2000, 2001, like we went to the finals, like mm-hmm. Nets were the talk of the town, if I mm-hmm. could say that, you know, back in the day. So I just stuck with them. I was like, I'm going to be a Nets fan. And then, you know, now, now I'm, I'm reaping the rewards cause it's been, <laughs> it's been a while, but I'm excited to see us where we are for sure. Yeah. Cause I remember watching New Jersey Nets when I was like younger, um, I've been watching basketball for a very long time. Um, and I remember um, the what is the player's name? Is it Derek? The the light skinned guy. Uh, he used to oh, he, Derek. Um, uh, not. I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah. he used to play. Uh, you talking about Dar- uh, Darren Williams? Yeah, Darren Williams. I remember yeah. him playing for them, and I think he went to like mm-hmm. Utah or something yeah. like this. So I remember when him and Vince Carter was there, like when I was younger. Yeah, but yeah. They, but they kind of like went under the radar once those players left, and left. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a, they was like at a standstill. Um, I can't even tell you who was on the team from that time after, um, after they yeah. left. Like, I don't remember like a wild, like a wild player that um played for them. It's been a while. Like before we got um, dang, I'm blanking on his name. Um, he just he Minnesota. Um, he plays on Minnesota now. It'll come back to me. But before we got him, we didn't we didn't have anybody. <laughs> we yeah. were we sucked. Yes, but now they well last year well no before. Okay, so twenty okay this twenty twenty one. I believe it was twenty nineteen. They start picking up a little bit. Cause they had the um Lavert dude, then they had mm-hmm. the Joe Harris guy, and then they had the other guy with the afro, Jared Allen. Yeah, so they kind of was picking up because they was kind of on people's radars. I remember watching the game, and like they was playing somebody, they went like into three or four overtimes or something like that, and so that's like when the momentum started to pick up, and then 20- yeah. Uh-huh. D'Angelo Russell, that's his name. Yeah, D'Angelo Russell. So yeah, they started to pick up a little bit, but they still didn't have like that wild player that was there. And then 
Kyrie came in, and so, um, but then also when Kevin Durant came in, but Kevin Durant didn't play because he was still hurt. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. they went from there, and then um, they went to the, um, because they went to the bubble. They played in the bubble. Yeah, we went to the playoffs last year. Yeah. But we lost. (laughs) Yeah, so they started to, you know, kind of pick up the momentum, and now Kevin Durant's there, Kyrie Irving is there. Yeah, um, I, I would, I would James say we're the favorites Harden. to win. <laughs> they sure. are, but it's like they have to be the favorites because of the team that they have. Yeah, the power that they have on this team: Tyler Johnson, DeAndre Jordan, like uh, Jeff Green. We got, a, we got a squad. We do have, exactly. So <laughs> they have a squad. So since they have the squad. And they building this super team. I think the main question is, is it going to work? Is it going to lead them to the um, NBA finals to win a championship? I, I, you know, I think it will. Not just my extreme fandom, but I, I don't miss a Nets fan, a Nets game. Like I watch every game if I go help it. So right. I think, so I literally like I critique and I see where we can improve. Definitely defensively, like. We suck. We can't. We can't stop anybody. Number twenty-five. Last I checked, was twenty-five in the NBA, and that's it's really sad. (laughs) Under the Rockets, who only won sixteen games this season. So my biggest thing with them, because when we had all these other guys, no, we were the underdogs. Like nobody expected us to be good, but they played with heart. Like even Mm -hmm. you know, even if we weren't winning every game, heart could take you along. You know, far. I think these guys. They don't always play with heart. Like they just be out there going through the motions. Right. They're like, no, we we know we could score, so we just gonna be out here hooping. Like that's what oh, I gosh. see them doing. That and makes a lot of sense. So I, if they don't play D, <laughs> we in trouble. Like when we put, we had a little four game losing streak <laughs> where it was. I was like, uh, this might not be good. We lost to the Bucks twice. Mm-hmm. We lost to the Mavs, and like we might have to go through the Bucks. To, if we want to get to the finals, and we got to play some D on on Giannis, yeah. for sure. So, so okay, so let's take it back to um summer. Well, not summer, but twenty twenty one, like the start of the season. They have Kevin Durant. They have Kyrie Irving already. James mm-hmm. Harden is complaining about being in Houston. He wants to leave. He wants to go to the Nets. Mm-hmm. So at that point, when James Harden finally got away. From Houston and he signed to the Nets. What was your initial reaction? Were you happy that he was coming or was you like, nah, we don't need him? Yeah, I was initially like, nah, we don't need him. Cause, cause James Harden had drama. Like, I felt like he was gonna bring nothing but drama to the team. He was this like dude who wanted who was wanting to get out of his team, not being a good teammate, not showing up. I'm like, nah, we don't need that. Like, you know. Facts and but, like, my- <laughs> go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, but since he's here now, I like uh, I take it all back. I'm like, nah, we need this guy is special. Like he's special. I knew that before, but like watching him on a like a play for real, like I do now, because I I watch every game. I'm like, nah, James Harden is special. Like, yeah, he's different. So this is my issue with James Harden. People like for those who have listened to my podcast, y'all already know my issue with James Harden. Um, I do think James Harden is a great player. He's definitely Hall of Fame material. 
He's MVP. He's all of that. But the issue that I have with James Harden is that he has tried to make it seem like he couldn't get to where he wanted to be in Houston Mm. to the point where he had to leave and go join the super team. When he had his own super team, I believe, in Houston for years. Uh So that's why it's kind of like, well, James, are you – so it's kind of like, okay, you was the star player here in Houston. You was the franchise. So you were willing to forget all of that to go join two more superstar players. Is it because you feel like you didn't have the team in Houston or did you feel like by you going to Brooklyn, you're able to kind of not play as hard because you have those other players there. So you don't have to do as much work like you have to do in Houston. But in Mm -hmm. Houston, he had the players around him in order to get a championship. They just couldn't ever do it because he would – not he won't play defense and he'll just like freeze in the playoffs so it was kind of like side eyeing to me because like well James you had like the star product like you was the franchise player here but now you're willing to just go and be like the third team or the third guy on like a team that already has their two star players yeah so it was probably a little bit of that he didn't want to carry the load um and that's why people sure. call him late and that's why people call him lazy <laughs> Yeah, this but but it's the same thing that happened with Durant, right? Durant was yes. with OKC Thanks, powerhouse yeah. for multiple years, and then went and joined the Warriors. There's like it's like, yeah. So that's but that's the reason why I could never. That's why I st- to this day I look at KD different. I'm like, mm-hmm. really, KD? Like <laughs> you really? Yeah. You went and joined a team that had, of course, Steph and Clay, but they had like Livingston and Draymond Green under Iguodala. Like you literally just cakewalk mm-hmm. and got you two rings, but a ring. Uh, yeah, but that's where the league is now. Yeah, that's and, where the league is. You gotta get you a ring. Sad. And it's sad. Like that's a whole different topic. <laughs> but that's is that is true. Like the NBA has changed so much when it comes to players actually putting in the work and getting those rings. Like the old time mm-hmm. Lakers, the San Antonio Spurs, the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. Like, it's like now they just hop from team to team and go to, you know, to see, okay, who's going to win and then try to get them a ring that way. And it's just, I feel like it takes away from the point of them being NBA players and like the Mm -hmm. competition. And I think that's why sometimes a lot of these younger players do not get the respect from the older players because it's like, they're not putting in the same work that they they had to. But that's a whole different topic. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Talk on and on about. So okay, so James Harden come, and then um, they signed Lamarcus Aldridge, and then they signed Blake Griffin. So once that happened, people was like, okay, at this point, y'all are cheating. Like, yeah. how are y'all getting all? These it wasn't y'all, fair. Y'all's top starting five has all been franchise players of their own team. Mm-hmm. And so people are like, okay, y'all are cheating. So what? So what did you think when they brought in Lamarcus Aldridge? Because he, even though he's retired now. But when yeah. they first brought brought him in, he does, you know, have a lot of experience. He can, you know, kind of give them like that power and like strength that they needed. So, did you think he was a good addition? Also, did you do you think Blake Griffin was a good addition since he's been kind of MIA really on people's, you know, radar for like a couple years? Yeah. So when Lamarcus was actually signed, I missed that signing for. I was like, hold on, we got Lamarcus. Like it was okay. It was like so random to me. But I liked it. Like, I was like, once we got him, I was like, oh, we winning for sure. 
Because it's LaMarcus. He's like one of the top, you know, power forwards in the game. Yeah. Um. Sure. So I was definitely happy for that. Cause we And then we had lost all our big men in the trade. We were, we're a small team. Like KD, DeAndre yeah. Jordan, that's it. Like there was yeah. nobody of size. So I was like, okay, cool. Come on, LaMarcus. He's not going to play no D either, but cool. Um, <laughs> and then the Blake signing. I really love the Blake Griffin signing, actually. He's changed his game. Like he's shooting the three well for us, from what I, mm-hmm. from what I've seen. Like he's willing to take charges. He he's he playing defense. Like I like I like what what Blake is was given to the team for sure. Yeah, I think Blake kind of got his second um his second chance because when he left the Clippers to go to Detroit, nope, everybody knew that wasn't going to yeah. be nothing. Like he was just there just to be there. Like no offense, but like he was just there. Like just to be there, he wasn't really there to like make any noise because he couldn't on Detroit, even though they had like Andre Drummond and you know they would have like good key players. But coming from the Clippers, that was just like a yeah, yeah, that was kind of like a slap in the face, I would say, for him. And so, and then I know he has been like struggling with like injuries and injuries, he had to get, like yeah. surgery and everything, so mm-hmm. his game. Hasn't been the same, but it does seem like he's been improving since being on um, the Nets. And I think that's because he's finally getting his second chance to, even if he don't win the championship, I feel like he's getting a second chance to prove that he still can play um, this game. So, all right, so we're going to talk about all the additions that they had. And, like, keep in mind, like, before that, they still had, you know, like, their other players that were there. Um, they mm-hmm. did get rid of um Jared Allen, you said with the Afro. Yeah, Jared Allen. Yeah. yeah, they got rid of him, but um Joe Harris is still there, so he's yes. still there. Um, Lavert isn't there anymore, but they have like Jeff Green and everybody. So how do you? So when you saw that James Harden, Lamarcus Aldridge, and Blake Griffin, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving was all going to be on the same team, were you afraid of? the egos that could potentially um, stop their dreams of winning a championship because they all demand the ball. They uh-huh. all have been star players. So they all want to be like in the, in the league. So did you think like the egos was going to mess up the chemistry on the court to where this season was going to be a bust? No, I didn't think it was going to be a bust. Um, I think it was championship or bust, but I think, I think they were going to all, try to work figure it out like Mm -hmm. they all came to Brooklyn for a reason which is obviously the win so they they had to figure it out um KD you know he just be doing what he do he go out there and make a cool 30 and that's it James Harden you know he's gonna pass he's gonna do whatever I think the problem really is Kyrie that'll that's gonna be the main problem that was my next question actually (laughs) yeah like Kyrie he I don't. I honestly do not remember Kyrie being like this. Like when he first came into the league, we thought he was like this, you know, guy who would just play ball, like very nice or whatever. But like lately, yeah. he's been having issues off the field, personal reasons. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to come back and play. He was like in the protest and everything, but he wasn't. He don't want to talk the, to the media. Yeah. He don't want to do nothing. <laughs> so it's kind of like I do not. He's getting in fights over on the court. He's Pushing yeah. I'm like, okay, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, man. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, is is the attitude because of like, 
it's kind of like, okay, what well, is the attitude because of the um the new group that he's has he have like is it because he may feel some type of way because he's not the star player he's not the one that's in control because he was the first one to come to Brooklyn mm-hmm. so it's like is this is this attitude because of that or he really just don't want to play basketball no more like I don't know I I don't remember Kyrie being this way until recently and hearing how he's been taking personal days off. And he was going through COVID protocols and he didn't want to come back. I'm just like, okay, is he doing this because all these players are here or is something yeah. like in the chemistry or what? But I I don't remember. Yeah, he's the problem for like if we don't if we don't win, I'm blaming him. Like anytime we don't win, I'm like, it's Kyrie. It's his fault. Cause like just watching him in the game, like he'll be taking some wild shots. Like I'm just like, Kyrie, what are you doing? Like, why? Yeah. Why? You not make anyone on... else better? Like you just out there. Like why? You think he's doing it on purpose? Not on purpose, but do you think he just like if say for instance they have a disagreement, he like okay, yes, yeah, so I'm I'm not gonna play for real today, and he just go out there and just do anything. Or do you maybe... think it's really something like he maybe he feel like his game isn't the same because he's also been battling injuries as well. Hmm. Yeah, all three of them have at some stretches this season, but I I don't know. I think it's just him and his ego and just like I think his mind is elsewhere with all that's going on, like his personal days. Like I don't know, maybe he might really have something personally going on. But mm-hmm. you get paid to, you know, play ball. Right. I agree. You have to like, you know, figure it out. It's not like it's a regular job where you can just go on leave. <laughs> like, no. Is that and that's so crazy. I, that's another topic. But, oh, it's so many topics you can talk about. Cause like <laughs> on my podcast, I like to talk about you know like the game and stuff. But I also like to talk about like hot topics about like mm-hmm. certain things. Like, why does this happen? Like, for instance, with the whole NBA players thinking they can't show up to go to work. Like, yeah, you got, that's your job. <laughs> yeah, like, but that's a whole different topic. So I also like to like, cover like. <laughs> hot topics and like kind of expand on those as yeah. well but um speaking of the injuries so um okay no we're gonna wait we're gonna come back to the injuries because i actually want to um speak on steve nash a little bit um your initial thoughts on him becoming head coach and the um the talk about how you know they were saying how black nba players or black mm-hmm. coaches were overlooked yeah and then they had steve nash come in who had not one one month of coaching experience and he not was not a day <laughs> not an hour or a minute <laughs> but he was able to come in and just um coach a team that had that now has five superstars like what was your yeah. initial thoughts on that like was it fair to you are you happy that he's there do you think he's doing his job is he like doing what Steve Kerr did with the um Golden State Warriors or do you think he sh- someone else could have done it a little bit better. Yeah, so I was initially disappointed. I was going to bring up the black coaches thing because our interim coach was Jock Vaughn, who is black, obviously. And he did a pretty good job for us while we were in the bubble and stuff like that. So I was really hoping they would give him the job, like give it, give him a chance. Um, So when I saw Steve Nash, I was like, okay, this is random. Like, yeah, no, random. Steve Nash is a great basketball player for sure. 
Mm-hmm. And he's built a, a great staff. Like Jack, Jack Vaughn is still on the coaching staff. And, you know, he brought in like Mike D'Antoni and like these other pieces. So we do have a good coaching staff. But as far as Steve Nash being the head coach, I don't see him doing anything. <laughs> like, I think he's just prospering he just, on his name. Okay. I'm glad you said that because when I found out um, about him being a coach, like, both me and my mom, like, we both watch basketball. And, like, sometimes, because I, like, watch Bleacher Report and stuff, so like, I, like, tell her when things are happening. And she'll watch, like, ESPN and, like, see what's going on. And so we both saw that Steve Nash was the coach. We thought it was just, like, a not a joke, but we was kind of, like, how who made that decision and who lobbied for him to make that decision to become mm-hmm. the coach because it's like yes he like i i used to watch steve nash you know when he was with dallas and then when he um was with phoenix um but for him to just come in with no experience and become a coach he hasn't played basketball in what probably 10 years not saying you you forget how to play basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he wasn't even like on um, like Sam Cassell or um Byron Scott or someone who plays basketball, but then they become uh, assistant coaches. He, yeah. Cause usually you kind of have to you work your way up. up. Yeah. So for him to for him to pass Sam Cassell, which yeah. Sam Cassell, I believe, should be a head coach somewhere. Mm-hmm. I definitely believe he should be a head coach. Even like um like Chelsea Billups over there, like they are starting at assistant coaches and then trying to work their way up. Or some may be comfortable to where they are assistant coaches. They just want to like be in the game. But for him to come straight and just become a head coach and now he's the head coach to his former coach. Yeah, it's, I, it's I don't I don't get it. Yeah, it it was it was not I didn't think it was I don't think it's going to be like, oh, Steve Nash is one of the greatest coaches. Like, he's just out here on his name. I he feel it's similar. Him. It's similar to when, like, Jason Kidd became a head coach. Like, yeah. Why? <laughs> like, yeah, I totally forgot about him. Yeah, <laughs> Jason Kidd was the Bucks head coach, <laughs> yeah, the like, head coach. and the Nets head coach. Like, what? Yeah. Random. Very random. So, like, so do you think, well, I personally don't think, but do you think that? He's um, cause they are talking about him being coach of the year, but I think if he becomes mm-hmm. coach of the year, it's because of the Nets' record and what the Nets have been able to do. But I strongly believe what the Nets have been able to do is so solely on the players they have on the team and those experienced assistant coaches that they have. Mm-hmm. Yes. I do not see Steve Nash as the one who's out here calling the phenomenal plays or doing the pick and roll. I, I don't see him doing that. I feel, like no. the, I feel like the players are telling him what to do. <laughs> For sure. Like, just like LeBron used to tell Tyron what to do. That's what they're yeah. doing. So do, you, so do you think that he's going to be the coach like moving forward and do you think he could kind of like reach the status of Steve Kerr? Because Steve Kerr has he has done a good job with Golden State, even though, you know, I'm not going to get into that, but <laughs> I'm not going to get into that, but I feel yeah. like he has done a good job with Golden State. Warriors, do you think Steve Nash would ever amount to what Steve Kerr has done? No, I don't. Not at all. Steve Steve Kerr is actually, like, a good coach. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he, he always, it's been there. Like, it's, it's documented. He has mm-hmm. years of, like, coaching his team. Even this year, you know, yeah. they're still undermanned. It's yeah. Steph holding the team down and Steve Kerr coaching up these younger players. Like, that that takes a lot 
Steve Nash is not doing anything. And I don't think he should ever, he shouldn't even be in co- coach of the year talks at all. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, not I, one it's because bit. of the, it's because of the record and the players that I guess people are like, okay, well, Brooklyn was able to come in and do what they needed to do in the regular season. So they're going to put, of course, you know, some of that praise on the um, head coach. But if anything, the assistant coaches should be um, coach of the year over him. Because anytime I watch like a Nets game and I just see him sitting there, I'm just, it just looks awkward to me. It's just, yeah. he, he doesn't give me head coach material. Like, he doesn't give me like a Greg Popovich. Even Tyran Lou, like he's like, you get you, you get coach vibes from him. It may took yeah. a while, but now he gives me like coach vibes. But Steve Nash, when I see him stand on the sideline or him talking about plays, I'm like, these people ain't listening to him. Yeah. I feel nah. like and then he like so he's not that much older than them, even though age has nothing to do with it, but I feel like He's just not there yet to where he can um continue to um you know coach this team or whatever. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I because then my next question was like, do you think he run the team or do you think the players run the team? I think the players run the team. I think specifically KD run that team. Like yeah. it's KD's team. Um now as far like I think it's not even, I'm not even gonna give it to Steve Nash because we have had like a bunch of different starting lineups this year. Like I think the most like starting lineups in the like this season because of all our injuries and stuff. But I'm not I'm still not giving it to Steve for that. I'm a boy. I'm gonna say it to everyone else. Like you said, the assistant coaches and everyone who knows like the player development and stuff like that yeah. as to why we're still good with all our changes, but. I'm not giving, I'm not crediting Steve Nash for anything. Yeah, because for me too, like, for me, like a head coach to me, my favorite coach of like all, like of my time and like to this day will always be Greg Popovich. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like as a coach, you need to do more than plays. You need to hold your players accountable. Mm-hmm. And that's like the issue that I have with a lot of these coaches. They let these players run them. I don't care how many, how much experience you have. I don't care if you are the greatest basketball player of all time. I feel like the head coach still deserves some form of respect. And the head coach should be able to hold you accountable without you getting mad at them. Mm-hmm. Like, Pop will go back and forth with his players, but he going to always call you out. If you're not doing what you need to do on that floor, he's going to take you out and sit you down. Mm-hmm. If y'all, if the Spurs was losing a hundred to sixty, he's taking out the whole starting five and putting the bench players yeah. in there and let them suffer and watch them lose even more. So that's mm-hmm. why I respect Pop as um that's why I respect Pop so much. So when it comes to Steve Nash and hearing about like the things that Kyrie has been doing and like his attitude and that, it's kind of like why isn't he holding him accountable for his actions? Like we don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but I feel like he needs to hold them accountable to where we are able to see that, oh, okay, well, maybe he do have a voice in this, um, you know, in this league. Like, you know, like coaches, if a player is doing something, they'll tell them, you know, on like on camera, on the floor, what they're doing wrong. And they're going to, you're going to see that. But I feel like with Steve Nash, I don't know if he, I don't know why he's withholding, kind of holding them accountable if he's the coach of the team. Yeah. Like, I never see Steve. His facial expression doesn't even change. Like yeah. yell, yell a little. Like when we're losing, 
games that we should not be losing, yell, like, do something. Get a technical foul, like, something. Something that yes. shows a team that you're, like, you know, you're riding. Like, can you just be on the sidelines chilling? Like, no. No. Mm-hmm. You got to light a fire under them. Like, get it together. Yeah, like, at the end of the day, they may be the star players, but she was once the star player, too. Yeah. You was, the like, one of the great, like, you, like, one of, like, the greatest point guards. You are definitely Hall of Fame material. You know mm-hmm. what it was like when you was working under Mike D'Antoni? Yeah. So, like, you know what it was like. So, it's like, hold them to that same of course, I feel like if he just give them a little bit of attitude, I feel like maybe Kyrie will probably get his stuff together. And I keep going back to Kyrie because he's always in the uh, news about something. Mm-hmm. Something's always going on. But I feel like Steve Nash should definitely do better in that sense. And um, see, you know, I don't know if he's going to come back next year. I'm not sure like how long his contract is the for. The deal, yeah. I just, if they win it, they may bring him back. If they lose, mm-hmm. they may bring him back. But I don't think he should be there for too long. I know he just doesn't give me that um, hard, crush material. Yeah. yeah, I'd agree. So, okay. So, we kind of cover, like, the um, the gist of it because, like, this, um, so, or, so, y'all, originally the podcast was just supposed to be about us, um, talking about the um, Brooklyn Nets and if they can win a championship or not. And I feel like we covered that, but mm-hmm. over the recent weeks, a lot of things have been happening in the NBA. So I was like, we have to talk about <laughs> this stuff that's going on, which kind of plays into like the Nets and like their playoffs because we know the Nets are um, in the playoffs. They're hoping to clinch the number two seed today, mm-hmm. but they have to win against um, Cleveland, I believe. That's an easy dub. <laughs> you say that, but the but the Clippers lost to the Rockets. So I, I really, yeah, I really don't know. Like these, it seems like these teams who are losing towards the end of the season, they want to play for real. So it's just kind of like <laughs> um, y'all had all season to play, but now y'all want to play for real and like you know potentially mess up like the winning teams, you know, playoff brackets. So. Just to go back to on the Knicks. So, right now, they have James Harden is back. Mm-hmm. Kyrie is back. KD is back. Blake is back. They have everyone. They have mm-hmm. all their star players. So, do you think that if the playoffs were to start today, do you think that they are prepared? Not knowing who they are playing right now because they have to wait on this new play-ins stuff they got this year, which I don't understand it. I don't know why they're doing that, but if they was playing like the seven seed, how it, the playoffs are starting soon right now, they don't know who they are playing right now because of this new play-in tournament that the NBA has. Mm-hmm. But if they was to play like regularly, they'll be playing Boston. So do you think that at this point, if they are ready to compete or play against the Boston Celtics or the first round, whoever, you know, they have to play. Like, do you think they're prepared at this point, at this moment? I do. I do. They they know they're professionals and they're superstars. They know what's at stake. So I think we're more than prepared. We're, we're all healthy. We just got James Harden back. Like, we it's go time. It's go time. So, orig- okay, so originally um, – because of the 2020 playoffs, the 2020 finals, 
the Lakers were were the champions, and they was obviously the favorites to win the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that has drastically changed. Um, the Lakers aren't really the ones they need to be worried about right now. Yeah, the Lakers need to um, see if they're gonna get dethroned by Golden State versus <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> versus like the number um, two seed they would have played, which right now is who's number two seed there? The Phoenix, sun. Phoenix. Yeah, the yes. So they have to kind of play first before they can even determine to see who they're going to play in the first round. So, of course, you know, as a Nets fan, you're probably like, okay, Lakers won. We know what we got to do. We got all these players. We know what we got to do. We know, like, what the Lakers do. We know we need to beat them. But at this moment, what was your reaction when you saw that the Lakers – have dropped to the number seven seed, and you have teams like Utah and Phoenix, well, most importantly, Phoenix, in my opinion, that has the that has taken over as like the number one team, and that could possibly be the one of the teams that the Nets play in the finals. I was hyped. <laughs> I was hyped. I'm not. I'm not a Laker fan at all. So Same. I was like, it's lit. Like, yeah, it's great. But we. Great, but low key, nobody in the West is is I'm I'm afraid of like none of them. I feel like we could take everyone. Okay, so I'm I'm glad you said that. So you so you're not afraid of anybody in the West. No. What about it's, the East? That because yeah, the East. I'm scared. The, the East was a surprise. <laughs> you the New York Knicks going to the playoffs since 2013. Yeah, yeah. shout out to the Knicks. They have won it's, 40 games. Yeah, shout out to the, I'm in New York, so everyone out here is hyped for the Knicks and I, and the Nets less so, yes. but definitely definitely the Knicks. So it's in the playoffs, it's dope. So but that, they're not gonna do nothing either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, they have like the lack of experience, you know, because mm-hmm. um, right because they're playing Atlanta for the first round. But when you think about Miami, seems to have snuck their way back up. From Miami going to the finals. Let me just say, I don't, I, I ain't trying to be mean, but I do not think Miami deserved that finals in 2020. Really? Oh, Giannis, Giannis, they lost. Like the, they Giannis. did, but honestly, to be real, I couldn't take the bubble seriously. Oh, like, I like we, the bubble ball. <laughs> I, but we was in the whole like the pandemic. Well, we thought the pandemic was gonna yeah. be over, but she was just getting started by that time. So <laughs> it was like. They was after like two months, and like the world has changed so much, and like yeah. they didn't have like the atmosphere of traveling or like with the fans. So, I it was hard for me to take the bubble seriously. It was, it was. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I personally think that um someone else possibly could have won if they wasn't in the bubble. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. feel like it, I feel like another team besides the Lakers could have won. I think yeah. the bubble definitely gave a lot of teams an advantage. Like Phoenix, I think that was like Phoenix gearing up time because they went undefeated in the bubble. I think in that bubble, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they was gearing up to then come back this season to being number two. They want to do 50, this. They won fifty yeah. games. I don't. I was not that. expecting this at all. I don't, I don't remember the last time Phoenix won fifty games. Yeah. And for them, for Chris Paul to do what he did with those young players, even though that was Devin Booker's team. He could not have done that with Chris Paul because Chris Paul has that leadership. Mm-hmm. He has that veteran status about himself. 
I do think personally that he's a little diva. But <laughs> I feel like he's I feel like I would like him, but I feel like when it comes, I feel like he would get on my nerves. But I feel like he's very like he's very good at what he does. Yeah. And for that's him the point to, God. And for him to take what he did with those young guys mm-hmm. and turn this all around. Cause he didn't have a really good season at OKC. He couldn't do with that group of young guys. But these group of in Phoenix, I feel like he kind of like took what happened at OKC and was just like, okay, this what went wrong, this what went wrong, this I could fix, this I could groom these younger guys. And for him to, they won fifty games. And yeah. Monty and Monty Williams, I I really do like Monty Williams. I think he's a great coach. Um, just for the, I'm I'm still mind blown that Phoenix and the Knicks are in the playoffs. Yeah, what year is this? <laughs> like, yes, what? Like, I'm very like shocked about it. Um, so we're so you say you're not really, you know, worried about anybody in the Western Conference. Mm-mm. So who in the East has you scared? Is it Philly? Is it Milwaukee? Yeah. Is it one of these teams that's playing in it's, the tournament? Like, no, no, no. It's those two you name. Phoenix. Uh, it's, I mean, excuse me. The um Sixers. Mm-hmm. And the Bucks, like those are the two we gotta worry about. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Philly has been having like a chip on their shoulder for years, ever mm-hmm. since they lost their game when the when uh Kawhi hit that Kawhi, yeah. second. I feel like they have been having a chip on their shoulder for the longest, and now they got Doc Rivers, so it's kind of like they have like the experienced coach who kind of who has coached the championship team, who has plenty of playoff experience so mm-hmm. just okay so just to back it up a little bit about the Nets and their playoffs so you say you think they're prepared does their does the players playoff history scare you um what do you mean okay. like the, our lack like our lack of experience yeah so lack of experience like they got four diamond players but Blake Griffin hasn't really made the playoffs mm. since 2017. I mean, he was there 2019, but he that didn't count to. But because he's been hurt, then he was with Detroit, but he hasn't had like a he hasn't had a good series since the Clipper days. Yeah, and so it's like, does he have like the experience of what it needs to take to help them move on? And then you know Kyrie and his attitude is his attitude going to distract them from the playoffs? And what they need to get done, and then also the inj- the injuries. Like, are they going to be able to stay healthy throughout the entire playoffs? And what about who wants control of the ball? Who going to want control of the ball this this playoffs? Do, yeah. do you keep it in Kyrie hand? Do you keep it in KD hand? You know, James going to want the ball, and is James going to play defense? Are any of them going to yeah. play defense? But you know, James Harden has the. We seen what he did at the end with the Rockets. How he kind of just. Because he doesn't play defense, that affects his playoff experience. Because mm-hmm. defense wins championships, and it's like getting play like around playoff time. I won't say he get lazy, but he kind of just kind of fall off because he he falls just, off. Yeah, he just want to shoot the ball, but it's like you can't do that in the playoffs, and you definitely can't do that against these teams. Because I think everybody that's in the playoffs is hungry for that ring. I feel like there's not one team out here who doesn't want that ring and like these underdog teams like New York, Atlanta, Phoenix, Portland, they're gunning yeah. for these top players. Yeah. And they're, and they're gonna try to use their weaknesses to get them up out of there. So yeah, the main difference between them, they play hard. 
Yeah. They play hard. All those teams you just named, they're hungry and they play hard. So that'll be our biggest challenge, I think. We need to be hungry. We have to play like, you know, this is like we can lose it all. You know, we have to go in with that mindset. We can't take any quarters off. And I think they have the tendency to do that. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. I, and I think they have that tendency because they know who they are. They know that yeah. we, it's four of us here. It's five of us. We got this. Whereas LeBron, and I'm I'm not a Lakers fan, but I'm not I'm not crazy about LeBron. Like some people mm-hmm. are, but I do. <laughs> but I do give him his credit, even though he know he's LeBron James. He's still gonna still do play. Yes, yeah. he's never falling off. He's That's never why I respect Kobe. Rest in peace. Like yeah. Kobe never took a day off. Like, he worked hard. That was his Mamba mentality. Like, nobody yeah. got that. Well, Kyrie be trying to say that's, like, his idol. But he don't have that. <laughs> like, he did don't, not have that. Don't put that on Kobe, Kyrie. Because I don't think – because Kobe, he has his little attitudes or whatever, his ego. But he still went out there and played. When he was still playing, they had, like, Julius Randle, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, yeah. and all of them. He still went out there and played. He was – he would tell them what needs to be told. And like that's why I was saying like that Chris Powell veteran status. Like you know, you know Kobe was talking to them boys crazy, like, what are you doing? Like <laughs> yeah. like, Nick, like Nick Young would tell stories about Kobe would be like, well, okay, like sit down. Like yeah. you have to like you have to have somebody on that team. And Kyrie, I don't think he can do that, even though he's trying to say that's his mentality, because he's not taking accountability for what he's doing. Nah. And he's not yeah. putting in, he's not showing the initiative. So it's like you need to reconsider that before you can try to have like that mentality because Kobe Bryant always gonna play, LeBron always gonna play, Chris mm-hmm. Paul, Chris Paul always gonna play. I don't care if Chris Paul is the he gonna always play. He gonna come always yeah. come out and play. Mm-hmm. And I just like you said, nobody on Brooklyn gives me that. I feel like they're too comfortable, but I feel like they're about to become really humble. Yeah. In this uh We're gonna be tested. Yeah, we're gonna be tested. I'm excited to um, see it. Um, this season has been very interesting, to say the mm-hmm. least. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been watching here and there, and I really like just been keeping up. But the playoffs, that's like really like what I really focus on because I like to see like the different teams, and it's just that these um, matchups that I'm seeing, it's gonna be a good, it's gonna be a good time. And then like this play-in tournament, what you think about that? You Does that make sense to you? And why why is that a thing? Um, I think it makes sense with the shortened season. Like, it gives everyone a chance to try to go out there and play. So, like, that's why we're getting some of these teams that might not usually be in the playoff talks in the playoff talks. Like, Uh because they're playing hard and they they want it. Like, the games today is going to be good. Like, we got some good games that are, like, going to determine seeding. Yeah. I like it. I like the playing. I think it's a good idea. They think they should keep it. You think they should keep it? I think they should keep it. What, uh, what <laughs> I do. What Charles Barkley say when he was um he was um describing? He said, "Okay, loser versus loser, nah. and then those two losers play this loser." I was. Nah, char- nah, it's not. It's it's good. <laughs> Cause like the Wizards have been playing pretty good, like and uh, I, yeah, I want to see, yeah, I want to see Russell in the like the playoffs. Yeah, but so 
It's definitely different. I know LeBron wasn't a big two fan of it. but That's because like they losing. <laughs> I agree. If they were like number one, he wouldn't care. Yeah, he wouldn't care about no playing. But now they since he going to have to play in it, he's going to be mad. They got to play. So, okay, so the seven and the eight seed has to play, and then the ninth and the tenth seed has to play. Whoever wins those, they play each other. And then whoever wins out of that game, they end up playing Wait, the yeah. um, seven and eight seed. So the first seed and the second seed. So uh-huh. if Brooklyn, so say for instance, Brooklyn loses today. So that means that Milwaukee becomes the second seed, right? Um, or do they not control the tiebreaker? I think, no? no, I don't think they control it, but I'm looking at their record. They're 20, the, so the Nets are 47 and 24, mm-hmm. and then the Bucks are 46 and 25. So I think. We would still get second seed regardless. Yeah, because because the Bucks have lost more than we have. Yeah, so it's it's definitely interesting. Um, but Loki, it, it's not it's not set in stone if the Lakers are in the playing playing though because yeah. if the if the Blazers lose today, and the mm-hmm. Lakers win, the Blazers are in the playoffs. Yeah, the play in. So it's nothing set yeah. in stone. Like today is gonna be a big day. Yes, and there's definitely a lot of basketball coming on. Um, mm-hmm. We still watching football here because our alma mater is in the championship. Yes, game. I'm watching <laughs> so that. I'm about that. to watch that. Yeah. So it's definitely. I'm actually excited. Like playoffs is. I enjoy playoffs for basketball because there's literally a game on every single day. Mm-hmm. And during the bubble, like I did enjoy that part, like the games being on all day. I did enjoy that part. Yeah, uh, but I do enjoy like the playoffs. I'm excited to see what's gonna happen. The Rockets, you know, I always try to go for the home team. But they, <laughs> they know where they're at. They only want to What like, happened to the Rockets this year? Like, I don't know. Sh- shenanigans. They say management. <laughs> I I don't know. Like, what is they GM doing? How you like? I don't know what they're doing. Oh, that's a, like you goodness. lost James Harden, and then it just imploded. But see, that's that's what I was upset with them about. They got rid of James Harden, but did not get a James Harden. For nothing. Yeah, for nothing. What? what? Y'all gonna give away this type of player and don't get one? Y'all gonna give us John Wall and Demarcus Cousins? And then lost Boogie, because he gone. Yeah, he with the Clippers. And, and then and John Wall is injury prone. Yeah. <laughs> so, I hopefully, you know, I don't know. And I don't know what they drafts are looking like. I don't think they even have I don't know. They're going to need something. They're going to need to um, move around some. They better hope one of these top players on one of these teams want to leave and come they back and, come to Houston. Yeah. and be that franchise player. But um, I'm definitely excited to see. I honestly don't. It's good to see the Spurs back. So I grew. I actually grew up like a Spurs fan because like, I would watch like David Robinson, Steve Kerr, and like Tim Duncan, them. so I actually grew up liking the Spurs, and so I'm glad to see that they are back in the um playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I don't even think I have a team that I'm rooting for right now. I think I'm just gonna be a enjoying, yeah, yeah, because I usually go for like the home team, um, you know. But there are some teams that I like, some teams that I want to win or that I would like to see win. But I don't have like a team. I'm like, okay, let's um. Let's do that. Like I don't even have that in football no more because everybody's just, things are just changing, and I'm not sure yeah. <laughs> which well, direction. You could always come over to the Nets. I would never. You know, I'm sorry. 
Brooklyn, like the parade. I bought my jersey the like the other week. Like the parade is happening. You could come on to Brooklyn. Like <laughs> Ooh, I can't look. I, but, they, I like, but you know, I like New York though. So yeah, they, I know. If they do get a parade, I'll make us be there. <laughs> the I like New York. I, it gives me a reason to go. <laughs> so, I'm definitely excited to see how all these players about to play together. I'm definitely excited to see how these underdogs are going to play. I'm just, it's going to be a good matchup, I believe. And maybe 2021 is like a good like playoff season. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I'm excited to see what yeah. the Lakers are about to do or if they're going to be in there or Portland going to be in there. And if the Lakers have to play, Phoenix. Oh, that's gonna be good. That's gonna be good. I'm rooting for the Blazers. I want the Blazers. I I root for Dame. Like I like Dame a lot. Yeah, I like. I I feel like he doesn't. Oh, I oh, that's another. I'm trying to get off topic, but I think (laughs) it may. I think it may be time for him to go. Really? Uh. I think it may be time for him to go. Where would he go? Like. I feel like he can go to another team that has like a different coaching system or whatever, like a different coach. Okay. And like and build it up. Like build that team around him. But I think his time in Portland, I feel like it's not it's not it's not going nowhere. I feel like yeah. he's always every season he's stagnant because they yeah. can't get over. And I feel yeah, like he's he, like almost there. Always yeah. almost there. And he knows what to do. Like he, like he has like Molo and stuff, and McCullum, and like what's the dude name? Jerkic, the the oh uh, Jokic, yeah, yeah, the one with the not red Jokic, hat. not Jokic. His name um, like Nurkic or something. He's like Nurk, big, yeah, 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 like yeah, the yeah, tall yeah. dude. Like they have those players there, but I just I personally just think it may be time for him to move on. Oh man, I know. I think it's time. Uh, I, to move I on. yeah, I can see, I can see that, but. I root for Dame regardless. Like, yeah, he definitely has. Like, he's done so much in the playoffs. Like, hitting buzzer beaters, but yeah. for him not to be able to just get it is just, I don't know. I feel like he something is holding him back, and that's how I feel about like some other players who like something's just holding them back to where they can't like you know evolve or something. Get like better, that. yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So that's all that I have. Did you want to add anything else before we get up out of here? No, I think that was it. That was really it. Yes, go nuts. Go nuts. Okay, we're gonna do. It was definitely a great conversation. We will most definitely be back if this, like, we're gonna have to do this again, especially like if the Nets make it um, further down and just discuss like what's going on and what's happening or like what to look for in the next season. But it was definitely a good conversation. Thank you so much yeah, for coming sure. on. So if you are listening to us on Anchor, also remember that you can also listen to us on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. And I'm still going to place this um, this podcast recording on my um, personal YouTube channel. So we have different like streaming, different ways you can like listen to the podcast. And once again, thanks, Sophia, for joining me today. And Thank I will you for having me. Yes, and I will see you all in next week's episode.